I just pray for, for Jeremy as he speaks to us. Father, fill Jeremy with your spirit, that as he brings your word to us, we may have open hearts to hear what you are saying. Because we ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sue, and everybody. And I've got a, a treat this uh, month. I was uh, leading the service last week. I'm preaching today. I'm preaching again next week. <laughs> so my son's pleased, but uh, I hope the rest of you will be, and you'll all turn up again. What it does allow me to do is, is challenge you this Sunday and then hold you to account next Sunday, <laughs> which doesn't often happen. So I want to encourage you really to engage in a different way with your prayer life during this week as part of thy kingdom come. In, try and raise our awareness of the importance of prayer, particularly the, the spiritual battle that we are faced with. And we heard in our first reading, John 17, 6 to 19, uh, Jesus was praying. He said in verse 15, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. So I was reflecting on and perhaps why I didn't give enough of a priority to prayer life and why it's so difficult. And I think in many respects it's because it's, it's that spiritual element of it. It's not as, as obvious as the work that we do and the outcomes we get from the work. It's not as e obvious as the things we have to do around the home and the house. Uh, it's that intangibility of it. And, and how much do we believe about this spiritual battle? How much do we really think it, it's happening I think we in the West are quite removed from it. I think when you visit other parts of the world, they're very conscious of the spiritual world. And certainly I know some, some Christians who uh, talk much more about the spiritual world in the way they see the world working, and I find that quite difficult. I don't see it quite the same way, but I don't think I think enough about the spiritual world that we exist and the reality of the devil and the powers that we uh, are dealing with. I'm going to do a little bit of a caution at the beginning from... Um, the Screwtape Letters, and if you haven't heard of this uh, very famous book, do feel free to borrow it afterwards, but C.S. Lewis, it's a letter from a junior, senior devil to a junior devil, but at the beginning of the, uh, the book, Tolkien uh, just gives a bit of a health warning. He says, there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. They themselves are equally pleased by both errors and hail a materialist or a magician with the same delight. So I'm conscious in, in talking about the spiritual battle that firstly we can give too much emphasis to it, but reflecting on when we're talking in the home group about how much we talk about the spiritual battle, I thought we don't talk about it much in church. We haven't had many sermons talking about the power of the devil and such like. So I just want to reflect on that briefly, but also remember that we have the victory. So that's the important thing. We have the victory. The victory is not complete because the devil is still in the world and he is uh, damaging us and the world today. But Jesus does have that victory and it will come through. So what does Jesus say about the reality of the devil? Just a couple of examples to remind us. Matthew, of course, we start with the creation story, where the devil is, is clearly 
key to corrupting humankind right at the beginning of time. And then you've got the story of Matthew, uh, in Matthew 4 where Jesus is tempted in the desert. It's very clear that the devil is real. The devil is tempting Jesus, in, in this case, four different ways. And in the same way, he tempts us in a, a every day. In John 8, verse 44, Jesus says, You belong to your father, the devil, when he's obviously angry about something, speaking to somebody. Talking to Peter, now it's, this is just after he said to Peter that you're the rock on which I'm going to build my church. And he then talks about how he's going to suffer and die. Peter says, no, I, that can't happen. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. Wow, what a, that must have cut Peter to the core, mustn't it? But again, it's recognition of the spiritual battle that we are fighting, that Jesus recognized that the devil was trying to use Peter to, to turn him away from what he knew was the right thing to do. In Ephesians 6, verse 12, it talks about how we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we need to recognize that our commitment to prayer is our part in this battle and allow our recognition of the reality of that spiritual battle to inspire us and encourage us to engage in prayer and be involved in the battle. I'm going to read a a short extract from a book by Frank Peretti called This uh, Present Darkness. And uh, some of you may have heard of this book. And he starts off the book with that extract from Ephesians. He paints a picture that we can kind of more understand of, of what evil might look like. And it's a bit of a comic book, but I, I think it just encourages us to think of, of what the spiritual battle might be about. It had arms and it had legs, but it seemed to move without them, crossing the street and mounting the front steps of the church. Its leering, bulbous eyes reflected the stark blue light of the full moon with their own jaundiced glow. The gnarled head protruded from hunched shoulders and wisps of rancid red breath seethed in laboured hisses through rows of jagged fangs. It either laughed or it coughed. The wheezes puffing out from deep within its throat could have been either. From its crawling posture, it reared up on its legs and looked about the quiet neighbourhood, the black, leathery jowls pulling back into a hideous death mask grin. It moved towards the front door. The black hand passed through the door like a spear through liquid. The body hobbled forward and penetrated the door, but only halfway. It's a horrible image of evil. And it's a bit comic book, isn't it? But we know the reality of evil, the reality of fear, how paralyzing, how damaging that is. The reality of corruption, how that damages the world. The reality of lust and the way pornography is taken over some people. These things, the reality of cancer, all these things are evil and horrible, aren't they? And that's the reality of the spiritual battle that we're fighting. And I'll read the second half of that bit of the story next week. So thy kingdom come is a tremendous opportunity to engage in this spiritual battle. It's a short burst of activity for a week, uh, slightly more, but you've got a week left, and there's so much to help you do it. So David, could you put the map up again of the, of the world that you put up earlier? So if you go on the website, so 
who's got, who has a mobile phone? Who's got a mobile phone? Okay, if you've got it with you, this is you have permission to take it out now and uh, start using it. Those of you who are already using it, you can now use it for a, a purpose that you're allowed to use it. <laughs> so if you Google Thy Kingdom Come, or if you want to use the app, that's the, a really good way of doing it. So those of you who are app savvy, uh, if you want to go on the app store and search for Thy Kingdom Come, uh, you'll find the app. There is one that looks very similar, but isn't it? So just be careful you download the right one. And one of the things you can do is register to pray. And when you do that, you'll appear on this map. So if you zoom in when you go on the website, you go into Reading, you'll find my little dot. And I often think of uh, the witness of Christians. I've often had this image that when you're in an aeroplane, just like this, and you're coming in over land and you see all the lights at night, that's all the witness of, of Christians across the world and they're lighting up the world, just as you see there. Now imagine all those lights go out. That's what it's like if, if Christians weren't praying. All those lights go out. The devil has free reign. So we've no idea how awful the world could be without prayer and about, without Jesus' presence. And this gives us a wonderful illustration of, of the prayer that's going on, the battle that's going on. Within that app, there's a number of key things that you can do. But it's, it's, there's a video every day from really high-profile, you, you know, good people that you'll really benefit from talking to and hearing from, not talking to, hearing from. And then there's a, a bit of a short Bible passage that you can read, and then there's a thought, uh, and there's a youth, youth video as well, so it's very much structured for lots of people. And key to that is also the opportunity to pray for five people. I just want to uh, link this in, unusually, with Ramadan. So Ramadan starts on Tuesday. If you've got Muslim friends, encourage them. You may have heard this morning, I've got a close Muslim friend, and, and it's a, for them, it's a, a marvellous opportunity uh, to be better each day. So the idea around the, the, the fasting is also that you're fasting from being horrible, you're fasting from bad language, you're fasting from all these things. And if you do bad things, that breaks your fast just as much as eating. So it's a very much, for them, a spiritual thing, uh, and also a family thing. So every, just imagine every evening for this month, in your family, you'd all get together at sunset and you'd all eat together. Every night you'd do that. And you'd break the fast, you'd get up at 4 a.m. and you'd break the fast before sunrise. So it's a real community family event that they do. So this Thy Kingdom Come is a little bit of that, that we can join in Christians across the world in doing this prayer activity and feel part of that togetherness. So I want you to talk uh, just for a couple of minutes with uh, two or threes, with the people next to you, what are you going to do about this in the next week? Okay? Have a chat, agree what you're going to do, and then we'll hear how you got on next Sunday. Off you go. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for uh, engaging with that. So one of the uh, key things you, you have in the app, if you do the app, is the five people that you're going to pray for. And I just want to remind us of the importance of that. So 1 John 5, verse 9 and 13, our other reading, verse 11, this is the testimony God has given us, eternal life, and this life is his son. He who has the son has life. He who has, does not have the son does not have life. We need to re remember that the Bible is clear about the importance of Jesus being part of people's lives. And uh, we need to pray for people 
with that in mind. I don't believe we should judge anyone, and I believe that God is the only person who should judge others. But we need to accept that if people don't have Jesus, they need Jesus in their lives, and we need to strive for that, and we need to fight for them in that spiritual battle. And we need to recognize that the devil does not want people to come to Jesus, and he is putting lots of reasons why we shouldn't talk to them and why they won't want to come to him. But on a really positive note, I want to update you on Alpha and thank you for uh, your obedience in, in inviting people and asking people to consider coming. Uh, we've got a total of 13 people on Alpha, and uh, at least half of those are people that we have never uh, come across before. So that's fascinating. Uh, do pray for myself and Judith as we lead Alpha. It's just it's a really wonderful privilege, I have to say, to explore Jesus with people who are really searching and wanting to understand what faith is about. It also really sort of it helps you explore your own faith and challenges you and makes you think about different ways. So uh, I'm not, I'm, we're not going to sort of give a list of all the names out because there's something about a degree of confidentiality in it. But I just want you to pray every Tuesday night for uh, the 13 people that we have there and that the Lord will meet with them and that they will be some people who make commitments to Jesus as a result of that program. So thank you all for, for praying and being obedient in responding to that opportunity. I want to finish by just reading a bit more from Ephesians 6 verse 10, which is the whole armour of God. It, it talks about all the different elements of armour uh, and that bit about the struggle being not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Verse 18 says, and pray, as he's come to the end of the whole armour of God, he says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. <coughs> with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And then he asks for prayer for himself. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, that I will fearlessly make known fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So let's pray for each other that we may declare the gospel fearlessly and pray for the specific individuals that we've identified. One of the things that uh, we prayed about at the, the beginning of the service was one of the messages we had as we prayed was there's some tulip bulbs that you can take away uh, at the door. Obviously, you can take away the tulip bulbs and if you're like me, you'll put them in the garage and think about planting them eventually. And then you'll come across them about a year later and they'll have sprouted and not really performed to their best. So the important thing, obviously, is with this prayer, uh, with these seeds that we're sowing in terms of praying for people, it's a long-term game, isn't it? So we, we need to look after the people we're praying for, nurture them, and then they will flower uh, into to wonderful things. We also had a message about a ship on the sea, our new captain has been asked to join us, and we've heard this morning that uh, he's accepted that appointment, which is really exciting, isn't it? And we're the crew. It was wonderful to hear about how uh, Margaret and others were praying for the angels to protect them on Friday. Uh, but the battle is not over, is it? It's a great victory that we've, we've got a, a new vicar, but we still need to pray him into the church, and we really, really need to pray for that whole transition process and ask the blessing on, on that for all of us. So let's uh, give that to the Lord. So just finally, to say, remind you of what you've just discussed in terms of action. 
next week we'll have the second bit of the story uh, from Fang Peretti. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you uh, how you've responded to thy kingdom come and uh, how the God's blessed you through that. Amen.